A well-known Renaissance scholar, Erasmus, tells this story. Jesus enters into heaven after his ascension. He gathers all the angels around him and says, you know, let me tell you about all this. He tells them about his preaching and his teaching and about the good news and about all of his mighty deeds. And then how he was um, suffered and he died on a cross and he rose again on the third day and ascended now back into heaven. And that before he left, he, he, this, this group of men that he was with for three years that he shaped and formed, he, he sent them out to make disciples of all nations over time. Say, Michael, the archangel comes up and says, that's great, Lord. Wow. But what if these men fail you? What's the plan? And Jesus, without missing a beat, says, I have no other plan. You're his plan. You're his plan. You are his only plan for you with his grace. He needs your cooperation to save you and to do whatever else that he created you for. You're his plan. He has no other plan. He has no other plan than you and me and us and Christians throughout the world for this world. That's his plan through Jesus Christ. How does that make you feel? Like, ooh, I don't know. It's a lot of expectation, a lot of responsibility. You were created for this age, for this specific set of circumstances in our world and in your own world. You were created for this time. You're his plan. What to do with that? I think we hear it in today's first reading, certainly in the gospel about Peter being called. But what happens with Peter is what has already happened with Isaiah. Our first reading from Isaiah 6. So let's just go there. In Isaiah 6, Isaiah, the prophet, is not yet a prophet. He doesn't even know what that is for him. He's just now getting the call. And the way the call happens is that God allows Isaiah to see something of his glory and his power, and his beauty, and his love, and his majesty in heaven. He gets to, to look at this. And he hears the angels singing, Holy, holy, holy are you, Lord God of hosts. What's Isaiah's response to this? Woe is me, for I am a man of unclean lips, living among a people of unclean lips. What did Isaiah just do there? He threw up an excuse. He's asking me to be a prophet, so I'm telling him I'm a man of unclean lips. You got the wrong guy. I can't do this. And politely tries to excuse himself from the reason why he was created for that time, to be a prophet to Israel. 
And you and I, <laughs> we do the same thing, right? Whenever we get close to holiness, whenever we get close to God, and, and, and there are many moments that God offers us up and down our lives, whenever we get a sense of who God is and who we could be in God, and we start to feel his holiness and, 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 and feel him calling us to holiness, we get jittery. We think, I, I can't be that. And what are you expecting of me? And so then we, we throw up our excuses, right? And we have many of them, but each of us have usually a, a few that are specific and reoccurring. And we as Christians can live with these excuses for years of our lives. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I don't pray enough. I'm not a good enough Christian. I don't have enough faith. Um, I don't have the skills. I don't have the talents. I don't have the abilities. <laughs> I don't have the time. Right? Whatever the excuses are, up they go. So what does God do with that? Well, we hear in Isaiah 6 that God pursues Isaiah just as surely as he does with us and will with us. Even if all of our life we don't respond to his holiness, right? He will let us go by our own choices. He would have let Isaiah walk. He'll do the same with us because that's called freedom. Without freedom, there is no love, and we can never love God. Without loving God the way we were created, we will never become the plan that God has for us and for others. It just won't happen. And the way it happens is what we hear next. God sends an angel and takes an ember from the altar of God and brings it to Isaiah's lips because this is what God is asking him to do is be a prophet and this is what his excuse is I have unclean lips to touch the lips now Isaiah has to allow this to happen so obviously Isaiah allows it to happen and the, the angel touches his lips and God says be made clean be purified be made whole. You see, what God did for Isaiah, God wants to do for us. He wants to take the ember, which, by the way, did you notice it came from the altar? It's an ember from the altar of God, meaning it has a divine purpose. He wants to take that, and he wants to burn away our excuse if we let him. It's interesting, and the Jewish context is very important here. In Jesus' time, in Isaiah's time, in ancient times, when somebody would have like the raw materials of, of a precious metal, it, it was surrounded in raw materials. And the way they got to the precious metal is they touched it to an ember. Meaning, they put it in a bowl, and they set that bowl upon a, a coal of embers, you know, a, a fire of coals or embers. And that heat would burn away all the raw material surrounding the precious metal, and then 
You sift it out, and the only thing that remains is the precious metal, like silver or gold. And then that can be used for multiple things by the one who possesses it, like supplying for his or her daily needs and the needs of so many other people. Well, that's what God wants to do with us. He wants to take the raw materials that are keeping us this precious son and daughter that each of us are, that are confining us and our excuses, that are keeping us from truly being free from all that confines us, all the raw materials that we wrap ourselves in. And our lives are raw, meaning they're not yet refined. We're not yet who we were meant to be. Because we surround ourselves in our relationship with God with excuse after excuse. And all God wants to do, if we let him, is touch us with the ember from his altar. <laughs> the ember from his altar. Right here. His burning love. The Eucharist. But we have to allow it to burn away our excuse. So that then we become that precious son and daughter. He already sees through the raw material. He sees who he created us to be. He sees the plan for our life. He's just trying to get us free from those excuses. Listen to what is Isaiah's response. So he burns away the excuse. And God says this. Whom shall I send? Who will go for us? That's interesting. Just catch that plural. For us. This is one of the passages in the Old Testament. That it, the Trinity is hidden. Buried. And now has just been revealed to us. Not fully until Jesus Christ. Who will go for us? Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. First, second, third person of the Trinity. Whom shall I send? Who will go for us? I have a plan. Who will go for us? And Isaiah immediately says, Here I am, send me. You see this happen there? Isaiah can hear God now. Because God is speaking throughout our lives, up and down our lives. Who can I send? Who will go for us into this world we're always complaining about? Into the state of this nation, into this marriage, into the people that have left these pews years ago and we've never gone after them. Into our spouse, into our children, into our grandchildren, into our friendships, into our boyfriend or girlfriend friendships. Who can I send? Who will go for us? And when Isaiah allowed God to burn away the excuse, he could hear him. And he immediately says, here I am, send me. Now again, did you notice something here? Because Isaiah doesn't qualify it and doesn't condition it. He says, oh, okay, so um, where am I going? 
Maybe, but where are you going to send me? How long am I going to be gone? Uh, Maybe, but what do you want me to do? He just says, here I am, send me. Because the excuses have been burned away. That's what God wants and can do with you. Here's the deal. You're his plan. You're his plan for you. And with his grace, the grace of his son, you're his plan for so many other people. And he's got loads of people lining up that he just wants to send to you in your way. But he won't. Because you're using those excuses to not come close to his holiness. And not allow him to burn away your excuses. And become that precious son and daughter of God that simply raises his hand or her hand and says, here I am, send me. You're his plan for our world. Let him burn away the excuses that some of us have been using all of our lives and every day. Here I am, Lord. Send me.